Nice. I, I feel like this and Promising Young Woman, two very great movies this year. I know you're thinking, Adam, Promising Young Woman came out last year. Yeah, fuck you, but most people saw it this year, so shut the fuck That's up. True. <laughs> I'm talking to the audience. And if you're listening to the show, thank you very much. I'm not telling you to shut the fuck up. I'm just saying, roll with it. All right. <laughs> it's the movie toasty show. Here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. Talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Movie toast. Hey folks, welcome to episode 74 of Movie Toast News and Reviews. As, as always... I fuck things up right from the start because it's Movie Toaster Dennis here along with my buddy Movie Toaster Adam. What did you fuck up? I just feel like I stumbled something, but I guess I didn't really. You know what? That's honest. It's authenticity. This is real. This is raw here yeah. at Movie Toast. Yeah, I'm, it's raw. Oh, sometimes look, we're, we're simpatico right now, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, we're just we're just antsy. We're just ready to jump all over these movie reviews. I know there's a couple of mm-hmm. polls to get to. I don't want to jump right into oh, the polls yet, bet. sir. I got something I'm excited Ooh, to share with the a little, folks. A little foreplay action, huh? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. So you might have heard earlier in the show in the past few episodes, but we're going to tell you right up front a little bit this time. Folks, we've got a film festival. I'm not sure if you've heard. Yes, you have, because you've been listening to the show. Filmfreeway.com is where we're hosting. I like how you assume that they listen to the show and they're not new to the show. I like that. I like like that loyalty. Retention. Listener retention is what we're aiming for here. Yeah. But if it is your first time, I'm going to slap you with it right now. Filmfreeway.com. Go check it out. Go look up Movie Toast the Festival. We are hosting our first annual all-digital film festival. It's going to be at the end of the year, in, in December. Submissions are still open, so please come submit your film. We have a few categories that you may believe your film fits into, but we want to see them all. So don't don't think, oh, it's hard to find the right one for me. Let me tell you, this is the right one for you. Come check it out, filmfreeway.com. Search Movie Toast the Festival, and uh, we're happy to, to take your submissions. You can go to www.movietoast.com and you can find out everything. You can see all our social media. You can find a link to the festival. But I, I, I meant to say filmfreeway.com backslash movie toast the festival. But yeah, check out our website too. We got some shits over there for you. Like Dennis do. says, we want to catch it all. We're like Pokemon trainers right now. We're trying to catch all the movies we can, all the shorts. Uh, I'm excited, Dennis. We're getting a lot of submissions rolling in now. And that I was a little antsy at first because it was a slow build. But man, am I am I pumped for this? The snowball's rolling. It's it's picking up speed. We're, we're definitely it's they're mm-hmm. starting to come in. But don't let that scare you away. Like we, we're ready for more now. Now we're just oh, yeah. seeing what it could actually become. So it's cool. I am very, very excited, folks. But I got a, I got an erection right now thinking about it, sir. Not the place. You're gonna, oh. gonna put some holes in your toast there. You don't you don't watch out. Oh no, I don't want to do that. That'd be I'm not <laughs> I'm not like the pie fucker. I'm not Jason Big fucking toaster, all right? I'm just saying I'm very excited and ecstatic a, a, a for our festival. And Jason I, I feel Big like if you listen toast. to the show That's a new There Jason we go. Big watch out toast. American Pie. We got French toast because he's gonna be be living in France in this one. He broke up with uh <laughs> Michelle. 
Yeah, it, it's a it's a whole movie. We want to pitch Jason Big. If you know Jason Biggs, get him to us. Uh, he can contact us via our social media at movie underscore toast, Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, yes, whatever. Please. Jason Biggs, we want to make you a French fucker. French, French toast, toast, that is. Fucker. You can stuff it with your cream. Maybe make a crepe. Stuff. I don't know. Hey, stuff French toast is the best. CeCe's Cafe, Tarzana, California. It like Check it, it out. Ooh. Isn't that Encino? No, 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 no. I'm thinking of somewhere else. My bad. CC's is great. Oh, yeah, you're right. They got so many flavors. Over oh, yeah. on Ventura Boulevard, kids. Yes, sir. McDonald's. Anyways, this is not fucking film fajitas. I don't know. Don't let the title deceive you, folks. We're coming back to you it. You know what it is? This is this is a bunch of crunch podcast, Dennis. This is a that is not 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 us here. We don't make money off of the the polls that get posted for you folks to respond to. We we don't make a dollar off those, so that's why we like to hear what you have to say. We just no, we, that's just straight honesty. That's just a back and forth information exchange. That's just getting to know you, you getting to know us. Yeah. So how about that first poll there, you buddy? You can give us your money by submitting your short film. Okay, yes, yes, yes. All right. So this week, Dennis, I don't know if you saw, but they released the trailer for the new reboot Mortal Kombat movie. Did, did oh, you see it? Yes, sir. Oh, I mean, I'm pumped. I like how we've interpreted some of these characters. I'm excited to see the full breadth mm-hmm. of the the magic, you know? Like, this is going to be exciting. God, I, I'm still not sure how I feel. I love how, how pumped you were in the beginning of that sentence. Now you're like, I don't know how I feel. I like that honesty. I love me with some Mortal Kombat, but, you know, that live action factor. It's, let's see the interpretation of what... I, uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I went to, like, the... T- the 20th anniversary of the last one a couple of years back uh, at a theater and i'm not gonna lie i still liked it it was goofy but i feel like this one's a little more darker this is like the dark knight version of fucking mortal kombat i'm I'm intrigued you think the uh but uh the youtube series that michael dry white was in was it uh, legacies i forget what something like that yeah it's like because that was badass i remember digging Mm -hmm. the way that was going and was hoping that did evolve into i mean that's what it descended into at this point it just took this long for it to take this form you know after that release i i wanted to know who our followers thought the most intriguing character was to see on the big screen who they were most pumped to see come to life once again on the big screen out of johnny cage fucking sonia blade Jax, and sub-zero no scorpion, huh? No, no scorpion love? Hey, listen, I only get four options here. It's a very get, tough choice. I'll give you among okay, among the bad or among the bad guys, among the good guys, it's very easy for me to kind of go straight to the Lin Kuei warrior. So that's what I'm gonna do. Sub Zero. Yeah, fuck yeah. I wanna see some Sub Zero. All right. I mean, everyone okay. else is everyone else is cool. Jax would be a close second. Uh the rest are kind of like comic relief and oh, I don't know. So would this shock you? I'm gonna Sony's walk you number one. you said, all right? Oh, Sub Zero, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one, Tony is number one. So coming in last place at zero percent is our boy Jax, the robot arms himself. None. I was so shocked by that. Yeah, she's one of my favorite characters to play as in the game. Actually, he's awesome. I love him. Yeah, and he looks badass in this. Seeing his arms get ripped off. Ooh, man, I'm 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 excited for that. Um, fourteen percent, Johnny Cage. Which I think someone I might have read an article. Was Johnny Cage not in the uh, trailer? I thought he was, but I think I, I saw he... an article saying he wasn't. Because I thought at the end, didn't it was, wasn't like the end tag, like, 
Johnny Cage wins or something like that. I, I forget. I don't. You have me questioning things. I have to go back and rewatch it again. Now we gotta rewatch uh, it. We gotta we gotta do a trailer talk on the trailer to find out. Miss those? Actually, yeah. Hit us up, folks. Do you miss the trailer talks? Do you want to see them trailer talks again? And you don't know what we're talking about if you haven't gone over to our YouTube page. Did a couple of trailer reaction videos, and uh, now we got our editor for our videos, so they can look pretty spruced up. Are they gonna be slick? But anyways. Let us know if you want to see us do some trailer reactions. It could be fun. Coming in next at 43% is Sonya Blade. Okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. Counting the numbers, tied oh, yes, with sir. her for 43% is Sub-Zero, who would have been my vote as well. Sub-Zero, Scorpion, and uh, yeah, Scorpion, I feel like those yeah. two are my favorites. They're both badasses. I like all of all of the Lin Kuei guys. The ninjas are fucking cool. I mean, that was always a cool mm-hmm. thing. In the original game, it was brilliant. Let's make four or five characters out of a single mocap actor by changing a <laughs> color of a face mask. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, it worked for me. It's like, all right, one has fire, one has water. We're just going to captain, we're going to fucking Captain Planet these guys. The red one's going to shoot Luigi green shit. Them. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> I, it's, I love it, though. I love it. Uh, no, it's, I, and I'm, I'm pumped for it. I love the lore. I love surrounding you know mm. all the story just the fact that you can just keep going back and forth in time and just kind of rewriting it's, it's like a comic book let's just keep Why messing not? with it until we're all finally sick of it i'm not so <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's the beauty it's like this is also will this be a good video game movie because a lot of the times video game movies are kind of flops but who knows this looks like it could be good yeah but it got my motor running because this this is coming out on HBO Max and in theaters at the same time. So I'm like, you know, what else are people excited to see on HBO Max if they can't get out to the theater? So the movies uh, I, I put up for, for the votes, and I believe there's 21 movies or somewhat, something like that, the slate that's coming out. But I can only fit four in. So I thought, what four out of these would you like to see the most? Godzilla vs. Kong? Mortal Kombat, which we just talked about? Toasty. Space Jam, A New Legacy? In the Matrix 4. I'm immediately torn between the first two. I think, mm-hmm. I feel like I should have a more honest, good time watching Kong vs. Godzilla. But I have elevated hopes for Mortal Kombat. You know, it's like, there are hopes to be dashed with that film. So it's like, that's why I'm kind of, eh, not sure about that. And then the other two, I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. You know, it's, could, Space Jam could could yeah. be all right, or it could do- totally suck because we fucking came back to this movie 20 years later. Kind of how I feel with The Matrix. It's like, I mean, The Matrix true. was The Matrix. Like, that was great. Are we sure we need to do this right now? Do we really well, I mean, need this? Yes, we've already, we've already uh, been reloaded, and uh, we've revolutionized The Matrix, so why not just slap a four on a new one? Yeah, you know, we killed well, the monster. Let's the bring siblings. it back to life. Not not both the siblings, just one of them. And you know what? Keanu was a big guy in the first one. Yeah, maybe he'll be like a side character in this. Who knows? That's true. I don't know. They haven't shown any footage yet. So you're you're going with Godzilla vs Kong? Yes, Godzilla vs Kong. I'm I'm going with uh. It's a toss up for me between Space Jam and The Matrix. You want to jam it? Come on. I do want to. I know. What is it? Jam? I know I you. Know, I do. I do, man. I, I know you want to. I know but, it. I know it. The thing that scares me about the jam, there's so many rumors floating around that there's just going to be a bunch of, like, characters from Warner Brothers movies and stuff floating in there, and it's like, that's not Space Jam to me, man. But I don't know. Yeah, my vote's for the jam. 
So uh, The Matrix 4 came in last place with 4%, which is ironic because it's the fourth movie in The Matrix and it got 4%. For sure. Uh, it doesn't that. surprise me, though. I'm No offense. I just like, hmm. yeah. Oh, <laughs> all the offense in the world for me, Dennis. I put a lot of hard work into that movie. Offense. By doing nothing, but just putting it on the poll. Uh, up next, 13% is The Mortal Kombat. Yeah, okay. That also makes sense. It being a video game movie, that's gonna knock it down a peg. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of pegging in that movie, I bet. Oh my god. thirty uh, percent went to Space Jam a new legacy. All right. So some okay. people want to wow. jam. Yeah. Let's get to jam. Can I just say I want the only connected thread from the first movie besides the Looney Tunes. Because I even hear rumors that there's not going to be any moon stars or monsters. Monsters. Uh, what? Well, they did get changed long, back, so. That's true. As long as Wayne Knight's in it, I'll be content. So I'm just hoping WK's in it. Oh, that's I was the only thing I care about. I, I will say, I've been watching a lot of Third Rock, and I slugged through the first season, and I'm like, I need more Wayne Knight. Now season two's in full effect, and they're they're popping the night in there, so I'm very content. <laughs> night nights Anyways, are popping. Anyways, back to the <laughs> I think that's our title right there. Nights are popping. Um, um, <laughs> Godzilla vs Kong got a fifty-two percent. So for sure, you, for you sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, I just realized we are super late into the episode. We didn't even tease what we have coming up, but that's Not okay, even. I guess. We're, I let's let's jump into it then, man. What do you what do you got up for first? Talking about Nick Cage. Oh, I yeah. watched the new Nick Cage flick, Willie's Wonderland. Oh, sweet. Um, oh, yeah. I'm pumped yeah. for this one, dude. All right. So this is another one that you got to rent for $20 on all VOD platforms. So it's about a guy in a fucking sports car. He's driving through like a rural area. And then he hits like a rumble strip or what, whatever those little spikes are that cops uh-huh. throw out. The spike strip, yeah. And in his sports car, all his tires go flat. And who to think? Thunk, what happened next? A tow truck just showed up and is like, I can give you a tow. And then he's like, they go back to the shop and he's like, so yeah, all right, yeah, I'm doing what I normally do. So, anyways, ideally, <laughs> this guy's broken down. The uh, mechanic in the town doesn't accept credit cards and he only takes cash, but there's someone who owns like a. I was going to say a Willy Wonka's type factory. There's a guy that owns like a Chuck E. Cheese type place called Willy's Wonderland. And the place is dilapidated. And he's like, hey, if you clean up this place overnight, I'll pay for all your repairs and you can have your car back and you can be on your merry way. So Cage is like, he agrees, he does it. And so Mm. we find out that this place was once owned by a serial killer and all the workers there were like murderers. And they'd invite people back to, like, this VIP room for parties, and they'd kill families. And then the place got shut down. Cops had, like, a big, almost were going to have a shootout. But these people had a satanic ritual where their souls were placed inside the animatronic characters. Kind of like a Five Nights at Freddy type situation. And so it turns out the town knows about this because the animatronics once a year will come and attack the town. But the town made an agreement with Willie at his Wonderland. They said, hey... We'll bring you someone, as long as you don't attack your town, we'll find you some people to eat or kill, whatever you want to do, once a year. And so they have that, that agreement, and so Nick Cage is the unlucky bastard in this situation. Oh, God. But, uh, as you can imagine, Nick Cage is no unlucky bastard. 
he uh he he settles in he does the job he uh goes he starts cleaning he uh sets like an alarm on his watch for like every half an hour or so and once he takes a break he goes he gets i want to say it's like a power punch soda or something he he chugs <laughs> it and then he cleans off a pinball machine they do this so many times throughout the movie. He chugs a drink every half an hour, plays pinball, fucking thrusting like he's fucking the pinball machine. It's fucking out there. It's Nick Cage for you. But um, <laughs> so as he's cleaning, these animatronics start to try to kill him. And he then kills them. And instead of blood that pops out, he's spread like fucking oil flows all over him. And like he'll just clean up and then he'll go back to work. And then another one tries to kill him and he goes back to work. Sure enough, he keeps going back to get his drinks. Some kids see that this is happening, and they know, and they want to stop him. They they want an end to this, and they try saving him, but the kids are in more danger, and he has to save the kids. And uh, there's one scene where he's about to save a kid, and then his alarm goes off, and he's like, well, he, he just leaves, goes, drinks his soda, plays pinball, comes back later, and helps save the day. And <laughs> it is just fucking wacky. I don't want to tell you what happens. But the most impressive thing here, Nick Cage, this movie is about an hour and maybe 40 minutes, hour, 20 minutes, something over an hour. Nick Cage does not say a single word. All silent, the whole movie. What? It's phenomenal. No. Yeah, it's crazy. What? Okay. He's, he's kind of like a mute. Not to I, anyone. And everyone in town's kind of cool with it. They're like, all right, that's all right. Yeah, huh, it's, all uh, right. it's wacky. <laughs> it's, it's out there. But that that, that was my favorite part of the movie, that Nick Cage does not say anything. He just emotes. And, like, when he first goes there, the guy's like, here's a shirt for Willy's Wonderland. You're officially an employee. Every time he would get blood on him, he would then put on a new Willy's Wonderland shirt. He'd clean up. At one point, he got a cut on his head. He takes fucking duct tape and puts it over a cut. So on his head, he has, like, a strip of duct tape most of the movie. Uh, it, it is fantastic what this oh guy Oh, my God. Um, okay. The cinematography is kind of weird. Like, there's like some points where like it looks like they put a weird like uh, filter over the camera. A weird, not a filter. Yeah, a weird. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, and I'm I'm supposedly a filmmaker. I, either way, it just looks weird. But there are some cool cuts, like some some motion shots that are kind of like Edgar Wright style. But um, okay, it, yeah, it's interesting, but it's not that great a movie, sadly. It is, however, oh. better than some other recent Nick Cage movies. I just had higher expectations for it. I'm going to give Willy's Wonderland one and a half slices of toast. Ooh, oh, da- yeah. oh, shit. Okay, it was lower than I thought you were going to give it, but yeah. I appreciate the honesty. I, the concept is really what sold me, but if you can't carry it for the whole run of the time, then that's that's a little tough. That's tough. Dennis, when I tell you that every, like, there's so many montages of him just drinking soda and playing pinball and like everyone they show other people being killed by these creatures these creatures aren't or animatronics they're not imposing and like he easily just takes them out by simple things and it's like nobody else has done this he's the only one to do this if they were more ferocious it'd be better i will say there is a movie that came out on sci-fi last year called the banana splits which is similar to this oh yeah i don't know which one's better i i watched both i don't know which one's better I like this one, of course, Nick Cage is in it, but I feel like the kills were more original and fun in that other one. So I don't know what to do with that information. But yeah, if you want to see a fun time, Nick Cage, just being Nick Cage and killing some animatronics, check it out. But uh, wait till it's on like a streamer or something. Don't waste 20 bucks. 
damn yeah okay i'm yeah i'm not throwing 20 bucks at that thing that's for sure <laughs> so what do you what do you get this week well um my my first of my reviews is something a little more intense just another one of those kind of random spur of the moment viewings with the wife we're both just like yeah we haven't we haven't seen this one before let's Let's pop it on. So we flipped on the Netflix and we found Den of Thieves, which came out in, I believe, Ooh. 2018. A vehicle starring a whole a whole slew of folks. Mr. O'Shea Jackson himself, which he's always <laughs> entertaining. Like, I, the, the guy is always great on camera. Wait, 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 wait. Is this actual Ice Cube or, or Junior? Junior. Oh, Sorry. So, okay. I was excited. I'm like, I did not Junior. know Cube was in this. O'Shea Jackson you're Junior. You're right. Junior is great. Sorry. Junior. Gerard Butler, Pablo Schreiber, Flea is in here, 50 Cent. It's an interesting collection of folks. A lot of people you recognize from from various things. Tells the story of a group of dudes, I mean, just right off the bat, where knocking off an armored car. But the kind of weird thing about it is that the armored car is empty. This, this heavily, heavily armed trained dudes just stole an armored car and then killed like four cops in the process. And like, we hit this right off the bat, right at the beginning of the move. So we're just like, Oh shit. Okay. We're just jumping right in. But then, you know, that's kind of odd. So we get to the next morning and what are they called? It's, it's a special department in LAPD. Sorry. They're a division in LAPD where they handle the much more intense crimes. And Gerard Butler is just the baddest of the bad cops. These are not guys in uniform. These guys look as street as the guys who just knocked off the armored car. In fact, I kind of thought some of them were for a second. Flea looks a lot like one of the other guys, looks like a lot like one of the other cops. They have the same facial hair going, so I got a little little confused. So we're, we're seeing on the other side of the coin, these guys are just as rough, if not worse, because they're saying flat out, yeah, we're like our own gang. We just have badges, so we get away with what we do. And I... Uh, <laughs> At one point, they just they straight up knock out Mr. Jackson Jr., his character named Donnie. They knock him out. Hey, man, we know you've been talking to this dude, Merriman, which he's been known to have been robbing banks and stuff. And we just found out about this armored car that's missing. But we know the armored car is empty. What's going on? We know you talked to this guy. It's like, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Well, of course, they know he knows something. So they proceed to scare the shit out of him. Put the fear of God into him a little bit. And it's like, yeah, we might be cops, but we won't think about just killing you and leaving you in a ditch. We aren't here to arrest you. We're here to fuck shit up. <laughs> it's like, they, I, I kind of like this tone that all of these cops have are just like, nah, man, when it comes to the baddest of the bad, we aren't going to hold your hand. <laughs> You've decided to go down this lane, so we're following you. That was pretty cool. Starts to turn a little bit from there. The dialogue is... Little cheesy, like it's just kind of like okay, I get why we got to get put in these places. And Gerard Butler's got to be the gruff guy, and his marriage yeah. is on the rocks. His wife is leaving him right away. He's, but he loves his kids, and but he's been unfaithful, and he's abusing drugs and alcohol on the side a little bit. Uh-oh. But he's also doing his job at the same time because clearly he's like he's in really deep with what's going on because he's just walking up to thugs on the street and he's threatening them and stuff, trying to get them to look suspicious within their own circles of people. He walks up to Donnie when he's they're supposed to be having dinner. And it's like this is kind of almost like a, a pre heist meal. Like we're all kind of touching base. And he just walks up to him in the middle of their meeting. Hey, don't you go to my gym? I think I know you. And of course, all the rest of the crew looking at him like, why is this, why is this cop know you? You talking to the cops? You talking to the cops? And he becomes this weird middleman where he's talking to. OK, I'm meandering. 
because the movie was meandering two and a half hours long where it never feels like seriously yeah it it never feels like it's too slow you sound what you sounded it sold me but now i'm afraid by the time we hit the midpoint we're just sounded badass all right this is we're still kind of going somewhere like it's we're taking a little while though it's cool i'm intrigued but i the whole time i'm like there's one more turn kept telling val nope i just you just wait there's one more turn there's one more fucking thing at the end (laughs) that's gonna be like the big reveal but it's not gonna have any of the impact and it's like once it hit i was like oh yep there it is there it is and val turned it's just like oh yeah you kind of called it didn't you i'm like yeah the twist quote-unquote they put in at the end it sucked i mean i'm glad it was the character it was who came out on top but did they earn it not really did anyone kind of earn anything not really it was kind of a fun ride but an eh Mm -hmm. one at best so i'm i'm giving uh den of thieves two slices it's not uh it's not a waste of time but it's not a rush out and watch it there is badass action the scene where they're stuck in traffic like anyone who's driven through la and got stuck in traffic this gun battle that takes place that we just decide to fucking unload on alameda boulevard and five o'clock rush hour traffic that was intense i liked how that played out the geography the scene was cool it was shot really cool and that's another thing worth mentioning. The cinematography was interesting. It really kept your pulse up. You know, you're on the edge of your seat in the thick of the action. But there was a lot of characters. Nice. And I'm like, it's hard to care about everyone. And once I did kind of start thinking someone was cool, they probably mm-hmm. got shot and killed in the next scene. So I was like, eh, okay. The whole milk Gerard Butler <laughs> we, we get in this one isn't quite the Gerard Butler I'm used to from like 300 and some of his other stuff. So it's he's no law-abiding citizen. But not bad, not bad. Is he, is he as good as he is in uh, the Bounty Hunter? I have not seen the Bounty Hunter. I'd say it reminds oh, me of game. Kind of reminds me of Gamer. Hunter. Oh, oh, you want no? Okay. You want some oddball? How about uh, the Ugly Truth? You want some oddball Gerard Butler? There's a one. The to... Ugly Truth. Which one is that? Is that with Catherine Heigl? Yes, no. yes. Where he he's given okay. like the relationship advice. I feel like I like that. He's given the dudes perspective. I, think I dug that. I did too. I actually liked it. It's a cheesy, terrible movie, but I actually enjoyed it. I watched it multiple times, but I'm going off the rails. Den of Thieves. I was on Netflix. I'm giving it two whole slices of toast. Not a bad time. Cool. Not the greatest time ever. Can you get us out of the two slice, out of the two slice hole here, Adam? I watched this flick on uh, Netflix, a new Netflix original film called I Care A Lot, starring Roseman Pike, Diane Weist, and... Our favorite man of the hour. He might not like it if you call him an angry elf, Mr. Peter Dinklage. (laughs) So this movie is, I didn't know what to expect from it because from the plot of it, I'm like, oh, I thought it was going to be a slow meandering movie, but I was shocked right out of the get-go. This is about a woman. What's up? So I, I'm sorry. Just like, I, I'm curious though. Cause I know you're not a, you're not a trailer guy. Did you happen to see this trailer first? No. Nope. Okay. Okay. Nope. Cool. I just said the toasties out there, they need to know what's going on. This is a new flick. I got to check it out. All right. All right. So, yeah. So it's about a woman who takes legal guardianship over elderly people, but she does it in very shady ways. Like she pays off doctors to say that people are unhealthy to unable to take care of themselves. She then, uh, yeah, she then pays off people at nursing homes or 
care retreat type homes for these types of people Mm -hmm. to take them even in like pays them extra to kind of drug them up and make them really regret living or whatnot. And then literally once she gets the people, she'll go, she'll sell everything in their house. She'll, she just preys on the week ideally. And we uh, pick up one of her clients passes away and she has a whole wall of like pictures of elderly people who are under her care and she literally walks over to the guy who dies, grabs the picture, crunkles it up, throws it away, and uh, goes to a doctor. She's like, hey, do you have anybody for me? And the doctor's like, I have someone who's cherry, the best candidate, but I want a little cut of this if I give you this. And she's like, all right, cool. It turns out to be a lady who has no relatives. She has a lot of money. And she just kind of, the past couple of months, she's been forgetting things. But she's still very coherent. So she's like, ah, perfect. If you sign the paper saying that I should have legal guardianship over her, I'll give you some stock that she has. You'll have some some money. You'll be you'll be Gucci. And I never say that, and I'm never going to say that because that sounds very <laughs> dumb. And she doesn't say it in the movie. I just said it because I couldn't think of other words. Next scene, we see her knock on the house of Diane Weist, and she's like, hello, I am now your legal guardian. I need you to pack your bags. We're moving to a home. And she's like, what are you talking about? And like, she's like, here's the paperwork. The judge signed off. You're not able to take care of yourself. You got to come with me. And she's like, I don't think so. And she's like, well, if you don't want to come with me, there's some police over there that will escort you out of here. So she ends up going. And uh, once she gets to the home that she's living at, Roseman Pike is like, hey, uh, can I get your phone for a second? I want to program my number. If you ever need me, feel free to call me and I'll come. She's like, she unlocks her phone, gives it to her. And then they just take the phone away from her. And, uh, she leaves and this woman is distraught because she doesn't know what the fuck is going on because she was just living a regular life oh, for sure. and she was forced out of her house and it's terrible. And I'm like, this is gut wrenching because this shit probably fucking happens. We see her telling the guy that runs the house that she's at. She's like, give her the full package. I want her to be fucked up and doped out and this and that. And then we see her going to the house and literally gutting everything, selling everything, a car, the house, And uh, then randomly, as all this is happening, as they're cleaning up the house, getting ready to get rid of it, a taxi shows up and is like, oh, I'm here for Mrs. um, What's her name? Mrs. Peterson. And they're like, oh, Mrs. Peterson doesn't live here anymore. She's moved. And the guy's like, oh, okay." And she's like, hey, Uh, the person that answered the door is like, hey, uh, who who are you? Who who ordered you? The guy just walks away and he's freaking out. He's like, shit, 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 shit. uh, And you can tell something's off. And then we uh, cut to this guy meeting up with Peter Dinklage later. And he's like, where is she? Where's my mother? And it's like, Oh shit. She does have a son. And we see that he's like a dangerous guy. He has an entourage and he pulls out a gun on this guy. He's like, all right. So someone told you my mother doesn't live at her house and you didn't want to get any information for me. And And he's like, please, please don't kill me. He's like, I want you to get info. So it becomes this cat and mouse game of, Peter Dinklage, we find out, is in, I want to say, I I think it's like the Russian mafia or something (laughs) like that. And he fled to America. And we find out that this old lady isn't who she says she is. She took the name and alias of someone who died in like 1937 as a child and has been living as this. And it's like he he wants to get his mother out. They get um, Chris Mancina. He's a lawyer. They have him go to her office and he's like, hey. I know what you're doing here. It's a scam. I'm not here to shut you down. I just need you to get Mrs. Peterson out. I'm her lawyer. And she's like, no. And he's like, all right, 
here, I'm willing to offer you $150,000 to get her out. It's like, no, if you know what, if you have $150,000, I want $500,000. If you're willing to pay that, he's like, I can only go to 250,000 and that's it. Please take it. You're not going to like what happens if you say no. She <laughs> says no. And then it's Peter Dinklage making her life a living hell, but she's not willing to give up. She fights tooth and nail. And it's like, I feel like they want you to root for her, but it's like, I root for the fucking gangster because, because yeah, it's like, who's the, who's the worst of the two evils? Like you have the person yeah. doing the horrible act, but then you have like, the bad guy, quote unquote, bad guy, the gangster. You know, what's funny? Mm -hmm. There's an interesting parallel between this story and uh, my previous re review, Den of Thieves, because you have the cops hunting the criminals where the cops are, they're bad dudes. But then you have the criminals where you don't, yeah. you don't ever see them do anything bad other than they're robbing banks. And their whole code is like, they only shoot people in uniform. They keep all civilians alive. It's, mm -hmm. it's funny. It's like, it's kind of that a weird parallel of, those things. Yeah, I, like like you said, <laughs> they don't show him doing anything, but once you see Peter Dinklage, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, he's a badass motherfucker. He's a bad, yeah. I, <laughs> I have to say, he has that sweet, sexy fucking like half beard, and it's fucking <laughs> full on awesome. It's mesmerizing. Nice. I feel nice. like it's coming off of Game of Thrones and whatnot, but it's it's awesome. But um, so yeah, this movie had me hooked from the beginning to the very end. At one point, I'm like, oh shit, I don't like where this is going. Fuck this movie, but. Right at the very end, they hooked me again because I thought someone I didn't like where it was going. It looked like things were going to end happily for a certain person. And maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. However, they resolved this. I was very content. I loved this movie. Honestly, it's crazy to say, but I, awesome. I, I did love this movie. Uh, I'm going to give I care a lot. Four slices of toast. Ooh. I think everyone should check this out. It's fucking Shit. fantastic. Nice. I, I feel like this and Promising Young Woman, two very great movies this year. I know you're thinking, Adam, Promising Young Woman came out last year. Yeah, fuck you, but most people saw it this year, so shut the fuck That's up. <laughs> I'm talking to the audience. And if you're listening to the show, thank you very much. I'm not telling you to shut the fuck up. I'm just saying, roll with it. All right. <laughs> nice oh damn man i mean almost watched that i we almost watched that the other night a part of me was like i hope dennis watches this and it's a double fucking oh, double that team been, damn but it yeah that would have been good it would have been awesome but well, if you ever want to review it i'd love to hear your take oh for and sure oh, i was yeah. also excited because a bunch of people that I, i've worked with have have worked on this so actually my second in command boss on the job i'm on now he actually was on this too but it's funny the guy that was in charge of the COVID team of the Chloe Grace Moretz movie I did last year was actually in this movie. Like he played in order oh. at the first. At one oh, of the cool. And, like, and it's funny because I just ran into him yesterday for the first time in a couple of months. I'm like, I saw him yesterday and then I watched him. I saw him in this film today. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's crazy. Rogers everywhere. That's fun. Uh, nice. Yeah, but um, please check that's it out funny. if you if you haven't or if you have and you disagree with me, let me know at movie underscore toast on Twitter. I love to talk about this movie more. But Dennis, I hear you have a movie that both of us have been looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I have teased this in the past because the, the concept of it caught my eye. I remember watching the trailer a long time ago and I was I was sold right away because the idea sounded terrifying. And they, they call it a horror thriller. They call it a horror thriller. <laughs> I'm talking about Body at Brighton Rock. 
this can be wait, viewed wait, Dennis, on. Wait, wait, Dennis, you named Bodie at Brighton Rock, I believe? I may have said a Bodie at Brighton Rock in the past for some uh, idiotic reason. Yeah, you told me once, you're like, I, wanna, I want you to check out this movie with me. Let's review this movie. 100%. Bodie at Brighton Rock. And, I, and, I, yep. and I'm like, Dennis, what is Bodie? And you're like, B-O-T-Y at Brighton Rock. And I'm like, Dennis, body at Brighton Rock? I'm the guy that normally says things incorrect, so I'm sorry to be harping on this. You I just heard the fucking truck hit my head when he said it back to me. I was <laughs> just like, oh my God, that is what it's called. So, body at Brighton Rock, it came out in 2019. This actually ran through uh, South by Southwest and it got some accolades. It, it got some attention. Nice. So it is telling the story of a young woman who is a... Uh, park ranger. I kind of get the vibe. Maybe this is a part-time job or a summer job or something, but she's on this team of other young park rangers where they're the ones out in the field, hiking the trails, refilling the pamphlet holders, making sure the, you know, watch out for bear signs or yada, 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 make sure people aren't lost, all that stuff. One of her friends who was reading their assignments for the day thought she was with paired up with the hot guy and she was like oh damn it i don't have the hot guy and our our main character wendy she was like well then i'll take your shit you know i'll I'll take your assignment and you can take mine so that way you can go hang out with him and her friends are like oh i don't know this is a tough trail you usually do the kitty trails you aren't ready for this i'm just as qualified as you are i'm tough i can do it Mm. already it starts off really cheesy like the delivery isn't it's okay Right even in the first few scenes, I feel like, okay, this actress isn't bad. Her dialogue isn't great. She's kind of being given, maybe it's the direction isn't the most solid. Immediately, I'm like, okay, the park ranger in charge, the couple we see walking out of the ranger station at the beginning of the movie, all totally like friends of producers or the director themselves or something. Like, just, I just, you get that hardcore indie movie vibe of, yeah, 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 you can play them. You just have two lines. You you know, it just (laughs) screamed of that. But luckily, we don't see many of them too often. Really, it's Karina Fontez's film, the main character, Wendy. So she starts her shift. She's going down her trail. Of course, we're seeing... And now, remember, she's supposed to be the park ranger. And we're seeing her do, like, all the worst things you can. She's got her iPod. Like, she's got her fucking headphones in on her phone, blasting her music. She's just dancing as she's going down the hiking trail. We're constantly seeing her battery dwindling down because she's texting her two friends. She's taking selfies. And one of the more annoying things towards the beginning of the movie is where she's like stapling up. By the way, stapling signs to trees in a national forest seemed really weird to me. Let's just make all this trash, leave all these staples behind. Um, Every flyer she puts up says something different. Danger of frostbite. Watch out for bears. Watch out for snakes. And you just get beat over the head with like reading these things that she's putting them up. It's just like, oh my God. So let me guess. Every one of these things happens to her. And of course, like 80% of them do. But before we get to the like the bad parts or, you know, when the shit starts to hit the fan, the things just happen in a weird fucking order. So she's up on a rock taking a selfie. She sends it to her friends and she's like, oh, look, I made it to the peak of uh, Hitchback Ridge. But that's not the where are you? That's not the peak. There is no peak on that trail. Oh, no, she's lost. And then she realizes she dropped her map on the trail a a ways back. And then they're like, who was in the background of that picture you took? And then she looks at the picture, which is apparently the most high-definition front-facing camera on a smartphone that's ever been made. Because you can (laughs) zoom in from fucking half a mile away on this this picture and see that there was a dude uh, laying on the ground. We later find out through dialogue, it was literally half a mile away. She had to go hike to get to this 
person discovers a corpse. Oh shit. And it's like, they've been fucked up. They got sliced up by, by something attacked by something. And she's starting to panic. So she's like, it's on a radio. It's like, well, you're lost. Uh, you don't know where to, you are, so we can't, you know, figure out where you are. You, you're going to have to hunker down for the night and keep the area secure. Right now, you are like the official person. There's no police, so that's you. So she has to secure the body. This dude yeah. shows up, starts kind of hassling her, and it's like she's getting weirded out because he's doing weird stuff. And he, this guy just walks up to the body and starts looking for an ID. And she's just like, no, 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 this, I'm supposed to be securing the scene. The yeah. guy leaves. He, she then proceeds to go to like a tent and like rummage through it, which is also like a part of the crime scene. She's touched the body. She's every scene is just like, oh my God, I'm not a park ranger, but I think I know I shouldn't do that or that or that or that. It's 90 minutes of what not to do in the forest and watching the worst park ranger in the world do what not to do in the forest. I was so pumped to get into this thing and it was, painful to get to the end you you think there might be a killer but there isn't a killer but maybe there is a killer what maybe we wake up from a dream sequencer at a couple points and then Uh when we finally raise the fucking stakes it is for like 30 seconds at the very end of the movie and then thank god it's over oh man this was rough one one slice a single slice of toast. And I'm being generous nice. giving you the single slice because I, I did really enjoy the idea. You set up such a cool plot, but it was so poorly executed. The characters were pretty garbage, except for maybe the main character. And even then she was kind of like, I feel like she did the best she could with what she had. The movie was vi- was in- visually very interesting. It was shot in Idlewild. And it, it was gorgeous just seeing the forests. And I, I really liked the location a lot. But God, yeah, that was the 90 minute movie felt longer than the two and a half hour Den of Thieves. Just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so one slice that that suckers over on Hulu. Watch if you dare. Eh, South by Southwest. I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking with that one, folks. That. There must have been a lot of other crap. Like the other stuff must have been bad if this is what you got Whoa. excited about. Yeah, man. <laughs> Once again, guys, filmfreeway.com backslash movie toast of the festival. <laughs> send, send the better stuff over there. We'll take everything in consideration. That's right. That's right, man. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. That was, we went from four slices down to one slice. All right. Can you, how, how are we sending it home? What are, what are we giving them? on the back end here buddy well it could be a roller coaster here guys um we had a screener that we've had for about a month now for a movie that just comes out tomorrow as of the date that this episode comes out for a new movie by the russo brothers you know the cats that did the biggest grossing film of all time Endgame. yeah they got a new movie starring spider-man himself mr tom holland called cherry and this is an exclusive movie to apple tv plus so it's in pieces this movie it starts off at a bank robbery. We get voiceover. We see Tom Jesus. Holland. He says his life is kind of flashing before his eyes type of thing. And we cut back to seeing him in college. He meets this girl. He's infatuated with her. They start a relationship. He tells her that he loves her. She kind of freaks out a little bit. She thinks she might love him, but she's like, you know what? I'm actually going to go study in Canada. Unfortunately, we're going to be in different countries, so I think we got to split up. 
And he's like, ugh, he's so emo, he's let down. He decides, I'm going to join the fucking army. And then right before he goes, she's like, I can't go to Canada. I, I was afraid to let you know that I love you. And he's like, I just joined the army. And she's like, why would you do that? He's like, because I was, I was heartbroken by what you did to me. And the two of them get married. And he goes off to the army. He becomes a medic. And he sees some fucked up shit. Some of his friends die. And it just takes a toll on him. Then we cut to him coming back. And he's trying to live a good life. But he starts getting addicted to pills. And the pills slowly get worse and worse. He starts shooting heroin. His his wife gets sick of seeing him fucked up on pills. She also starts doing heroin. Oh, so they become God. junkies together. And they have no money. So he ends up accidentally robbing a bank. And then he's like, oh, shit, that's so easy to get money. And it just shows how he then begins to become a bank robber to support his heroin uh, needs. And... Uh, I don't want to say any any more about it, but it's an intense movie because we see these two. They're just madly in love. Kids, they're honest to God, good people. And then cut to junkies robbing banks. It's it's fucking intense. Like the acting is great. Fucking awesome. The acting. And my only issue is this movie's long. It's like two and a half, two hours and 20 minutes, I think. And I feel like when he's at war, like we see him in training and or what whatever they call it. I think it's training or basics, whatever. And then we see him in war. And like I've told you enough on this show, I'm not a big war fan. So when that stuff happened, I was kind of bored a little bit. But it's still some interesting stuff was shown. And they showed how people were miserable there. And I don't know. I feel like that was the only part I didn't really like. Okay. So I'm going to give Cherry. I'm going to give it. I'll give it, give it three slices of toast. All right. If it wasn't so long and we didn't have too much time, but I get it. They had to have it. They had to show that because we got to find out what really fucks him up and why he becomes a drug addict. Interesting. So I get it. It's just a little little long in the tooth for me. Some of the things you were describing and just the way you described Tom Holland's character, it kind of reminded me of uh, The Devil All the Time. That kind of slow mm. burn. And it's that similar, you're seeing him develop into the beast. You know, it's not... It's not that he was yes. always there so much as he became either he became what he needed to be or he became what he was as a result of his environment. No, that's interesting. And it, and it shows the depth of the guy, too. I like, But I will say this isn't as slow a burn as that. Oh, yeah. He killed it. I'm so used to Tom, Tom Holland as Spider-Man as, as obvious, cute little Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. And then seeing him in this like. When he's tweaking, he is fucking tweaking. It is believable. There's a scene where he's doing his second bank robbery and like he hadn't had drugs in a while. So he's fucking fever. He's sweating. He's Mm. vomiting as he's in line to like fucking rob this bank. And just some of the ways he begins to, to, to rob a bank. Like the first one was he had a dollar bill and he wrote, I have a gun, flipped it over. Give me all your money. And like, there's even scenes where like, he tells you like, get like creative and like fucking, there's one lady who's like, nope, I'm not going to give you all my money. I'll give you this much. You can't have any more money. And like, you see him kind of arguing with the lady, but then it gets intense later on and more intense because he finally gets guns. And I don't want to say too much, but yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking out. Got to have Apple TV Plus to see it. Uh, I feel like this is definitely going to be an awards contender movie. Wow. All right, uh, if it was just not as much war and not as long, I'd say it's a four slicer, but 
I have my quarrels, and I think a lot of people might disagree with me that and say it should be four, but unfortunately, that's not me. All right, dang! Now you 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 got me on that one, though, dude. I'm gonna have to have to crawl on over there to check that one out. It's very much the vibe I find interesting. So another one I'd love to hear your take on too, if you if you want to get around here. Yeah. Uh, it's on our on our Apple screening pass that we got from those cats. Absolutely, man. Well, I, yeah, but I think we can both agree there was something else that we loved this oh, week. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You want to get into yes, it? Yes, sir. That something else is something that we like to feature at the end of every episode of uh, Movie Toast as of late since the series started, and that is WandaVision. If you haven't watched this episode, stop listening and go check it out uh, because we're going to spoil the fuck out of this, guys uh, and gals. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week, uh, next Thursday. But if you have seen it, let's spoil the fuck out of this. Stinker. What happened in this one? No, it wasn't a stinker. Just kidding. Um, What? (laughs) No stinker this week. Immediately recognized the uh, the fun jump in presentation style. We're in Modern Family. Wanda likes some TV, doesn't she? She watched a whole lot of American TV, we found. And, and is not shy away from uh, the 10-year running award-winning show, Modern Family. Yeah, it won a lot. Yeah, Emmys. And she nailed that, the Claire Dumphy character very well, I thought. Like, the talking heads were great. I liked that we broke the fourth wall a little further in this one, that it wasn't just the kids in the Malcolm in the Middle style in the last episode. But mm. the fact that this also divides the line a little harder... And even the opening scene, the credits. It's Wanda. Yeah. It's all. It was all until, about Wanda, And then the we toss Vision in yep. at the end, no. which that was fun. I liked the, I liked seeing the different versions yeah. of Wanda's name pop up. They're very, very creative in showing us this presentation. Of, mm-hmm. That was cute. We, we know, we know to expect it every episode, but they've given us something different almost every time. No, no shortage here. Thank God Vision is, he's, he's alive. At least as alive as this version of Vision is, you know? Yep. And he remembers what happened. Well, and then starting to put these pieces back together. So once he's able to link up with uh, uh, Darcy, Darcy's been absorbed and she's kind of having a hard time. She's she's still under the illusion of the spell until Vision is able to wipe it from her. Everyone who was in S.W.O.R.D. had become a, a, a circus and she was an escape artist and Vision was supposed to be a clown. And he's trying to get her attention because she was trying to help him and they had a connection. And she thinks he's hitting on her until he does like a mind zap. And then she's like, oh, shit, I'm a big fan. And she tells him everything that happened to the Avengers. There's clearly memory gaps that like, was this is this version of Vision resetting a computer back to the last safe state? Like the reason why he doesn't have some of these memories isn't just because of the things that happened after he died. But he doesn't remember some of the events that led up to his first two deaths. There's something about that. Is it Wanda's point in memory? You know, like she chose this as a safe point for Vision to retain whatever he had. If I get him from here, he shouldn't freak out. You know, like this, this is the mental state. At least he knows he loves Wanda. That's enough. That's all Wanda needs. Yes, and that's one thing Darcy did say. She says stuff might be kind of weird and she might be acting sketchy, but one thing, she's like, I've been watching the show for a week. The love that you two have is real. And it's like, okay, that puts us at ease that 
yeah. someone knows that she does love him. And and, it's not just a big ruse. And or it's and not just that, but even Vision has a moment himself of like identity crisis where he's just realizing what he is. You see it dawn on him that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm just kind of a, a machine in a program that was blessed with a soul because of someone else's outside influence. You know, it's like now that's the thing I loved so much. When they finally were talking about him starting out being Jarvis, I'm like, we have not mentioned Jarvis in so fucking yeah. long. He is Jarvis. Yes. And like the fact that he's like, so I started as a suit and then this Ultron tried making me like a Cynthian bean to work against Tony. Like just seeing him understanding everything that happened was great. I, I loved it. And seeing him like, and he's like, wait, Wanda killed me. Why would she do that? And Cat Dennings is like, well, you kind of wanted her to do it. For the first time the and the second, second time, time <laughs> Thanos killed you. <laughs> and then I what's great is as serious and heavy as the scene is, he still gives a like a Phil Dunphy delivery. I again I think the only reason why he's alive is purely because Wanda's willing him to be alive because they couldn't get and that was another another interesting and, point. It was the tracking of of uh, vision. That there was a mission to this. They've been trying to get Vision to come back to uh-huh. life this whole time, apparently. And, and the thing that I love, like you were saying, the Phil Dumphy type thing and the testimonials talking hence the camera, because the whole time that she's learning all this, they're, uh, him and uh, Darcy are driving <laughs> back to his house. Wanda's making it so there's so many obstacles stopping him from coming home. Like, they're stuck at a light. Then the light changes. Then a bunch of kids cross. Then there's construction. And, like, at one point, like, you see him talking outside of the truck, giving testimony. And then he's like, wait, why am I why doing am I this? He takes off the microphone. <laughs> and then he just levitates through the truck later and he just leaves. Darcy's like, that's cool. I'll meet you later. On the outside, we have Jimmy Woo and uh, Monica Rambo trying to get inside. Yes. Monica ends up getting back into the show. And she finds Wanda. And she's like, Wanda, you got to stop this. The government's trying to kill you. They're going to blow up this whole town if you don't end all this. But Wanda slowly, I think, is letting her guard down. She's about to go with it. And then Agnes comes by and fucks it all oh, up. Man. And that's oh, and uh, because uh, Rambo has, she's been warned. She went in and out of uh, the barrier a couple times. She Her, her mm-hmm. DNA has been rewritten this many times it's like we can't we don't know what's going to happen this last time she came back in she came back changed she she has powers and they seem to almost counter wanda's they she's able to resist the influence of wanda and she's able to exert some sort of influence herself we haven't we don't know what the limits are but there is definitely something there she is now powered in some way at the very least within within the show and then aside from that, yeah, not just Agnes is there pulling the strings, but Agnes is like as powered as Wanda, maybe more. She's, she finally reveals mm-hmm. she's been pulling the strings the whole time. Agnes was behind it all. I loved that oh. jingle right at the end. That was so funny. Uh-huh. Literally laughed yep. out loud at that one. That we great. see that she has her own show. Yeah. And, and and she's talking about doing behind everything. And at one point she's like, I even killed Sparkles. Oh, holding the, the dead like, dog. Oh, shit, that's dark. It. Yes, it was <laughs> so great. It was, it, you, you, and you hit the nail on the head. Both dark and hilarious at the same time. And just proving how great Catherine Hahn is in the show. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Once we find all this out, the show ends. Rambo's ready to start some shit, I think. 
she was about to open the bulkhead and go down there. Fucking Pietro is like, Snooper's gonna snoop, and then it just ends. But he has the purple flame on his back, just showing he is still under, he is still Agnes's puppet. This mm-hmm. version of Pietro, clearly, the reason why we're seeing this version is because of her hand. This is not Wanda's influence. Yep. So, boom, another magician. <laughs> Damn. I can't wait to see what happens. Oh, boy. Um, I feel like it's a good point to uh, yeah. call it call it a, an episode Yeah, I think, here, I think we hit it, man. That was, I, I mean, it, it was short and sweet in the WandaVision, but honestly, it moved at such a fast pace, folks. Uh, if you haven't seen it and you listen to that, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll, you'll see what we mean. It moves quick, but it is solid. It was a great time. Well, tell us what you think, folks. Which uh, which which two uh, thousands family sitcom do you did you really think it uh, felt most like? Hit us up. You know, you can always find us in the socials. That is uh, movie underscore toast at Twitch, Instagram. We're also uh, movie toast news and reviews on Facebook and YouTube, which we will be getting some new material out there. And then, of course, as we tease in every episode, please, please, please be submitting your films to Movie Toast the Festival at filmfreeweight.com. It will be awesome to make you a part of the show. Yeah, thank you guys for <laughs> listening and gals. Thank you all for listening. Dennis, thank you for telling me to stay away from some of these flicks. I'm, I'm very happy to have you. At least I can warn you. And then uh, thanks for pointing out some good stuff. I know we got to hurry up and get, get to uh, Cherry and I care a lot. Sound yeah. badass. Well, folks, that was a that was a good one. We we stretched it out a bit. Hopefully, we didn't we didn't put you to sleep. I think we got some good good flicks for you to go check out. So please, 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 as always, stay toasted. Sparky, too.